Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back. Thank you for being here with me today. It is a glorious sunny day here in New York and oh, the beautiful temperatures have started. My favorite time of year. My garden is just overflowing with greenery and there are different flowers coming up almost daily, it seems like. Beautiful purple flocks out front and the hydrangeas are lush and glorious and are going to be popping out flowers anytime now and the peonies coming along. Oh, I love it. And the irises are getting ready to just spread their magic. I have banks and banks of purple irises. So I'm going to get to enjoy so much of that before I go in just five short days. I think they're all going to be out before I go. So that's exciting. Not the hydrangeas, but yeah. Lots of purple. I love the purple flowers. And I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to be spending the couple of weeks in between my closing and my departure for places unknown. Well, known and unknown. So I'm going to park on the street and I'm going to maybe park in the park. I'm not sure. And sleep in my van and then join my friends for coffee in the morning and stuff. It's going to be cute. Adorable. Can't wait. But in our part of the story, uh, when we last saw our heroes, <laughs> we are in 1992 and my son was just born and he from day one started growing like a fiend. It was wild. He, you know, if we want to fast forward right now, he is about six foot one or two. He's a big boy, big boy with big feet and big lion head and yeah it's great but his babyhood seemed to go by so fast just like his growing it was crazy because i guess when you have a second child every single day isn't noted in that same way and so milestones seem to zip by because Savannah had a social schedule of her own and we were always out and about and we toted Dakota along with us and I guess second babies just learn to be more tolerant and adaptable. At least that was my experience. He got lots of visitors from our local friends and neighborhood all the time. People were popping in to see how we were doing. That was really nice. And I got to see a lot of friends when I would drop Savannah off at her play group in the mornings. Dakota was very considerate in that he took a nap during that time too. So I was like, oh, thank God. One child off to play group, the other one sleeping peacefully. I'm going to quickly fold the laundry or do something that needs to be done. So nutty, but at least I had some time. And we had our very first family dinner when he was just four days old. 
We used to have family Sunday night dinners with Dale and Nina, our friends, and their children. And at that very first one, we told Dale that we'd like him to be the godfather for Dakota. And he got all choked up. It was very cute and sweet. So we did have a baptism about a month later when Dakota was about a month old. Laura is his godmother and Dale is his godfather. And uh, we had a little Presbyterian baptism. It was very cute with Lori, who was the minister who officiated at our wedding as well. She was a wonderful minister for the church. She was lively and so kind and did wonderful sermons. And I loved listening to her, even though I was not really a believer and such, you know, but she was inspiring. So it was great to have her officiate at all our very important family functions. Then when Dakota was about a month old, Dave's parents finally came up to visit. They were also busy social butterflies, especially since the golf tournament season was in full swing, as it were. Ha, ha, get it? Oh, sorry. Groan, groan. A little side note, I actually did get to go to the Masters once, and... Although I am no longer a follower of golf, I loved that experience. It was magical. I I pretty much love any live experience. Well, I don't know if I'd like worldwide wrestling or something. That seems a little too violent for me. But sports events, live and in person, are wonderful. I so enjoy them because of all the pageantry and the people and the cheers that people know and, you know, how excited people get. That palpable feeling of excitement is contagious and why of course I would love it yeah so I loved going to the Masters and I went to a bunch of golf tournaments with Dave in fact but that Masters weekend I'll never forget it it was a gorgeous weekend and of course the azaleas were in glorious full bloom and we were there it was 1986 we were there to see the golden bear Jack Nicholas make an amazing run around Amen Corner, if that means anything to you. It was 1986, and that would be the last time that he would win the Masters Tournament at age 46. So I guess he was kind of on the older side to be a winner, but it was exciting, and I got caught up in that excitement for sure. In any case, to get back to my own small golden bear... Even at just a few weeks old, he was starting out strong. He ate like a fiend. He gulped down these two-ounce bottles, multiple ones at a sitting. Yes, I had already given up on nursing. At one point, I was so sore and so tired that I was like, screw it. I'm just going to give him a bottle. And then, of course, he was ruined. Bottles were so much easier. And he was so hungry all the time. By the time that Bega and Granddaddy as we called Dave's parents, visited. He was insisting that he needed eight ounces at a time. So we just graduated up to the big bottles and we're like, never mind. This is just how it's going to go. And Bega was delighted to feed him. She hardly put him down for the entire five-day visit, which was just fine with me. So it's so interesting how one's attitudes can shift so radically from the first to the second child. With Savannah, I was so fiercely proprietary, wanting to do everything myself and resenting my mother-in-law's suggestions and recommendations. 
But with Dakota, I was like, hey, go ahead, knock yourself out. (laughs) You know, when they finally left, I was glad to have him back to myself because we shared such beautiful little moments together, just the two of us. I love to lay him on his changing table, which was right next to a big window in that walk-in closet that he was sleeping in. And he would just stare up at the sky and the moving clouds and the bits of trees. And he would get really excited when a bird flew by or something, you know, and he'd kick up his legs. It was so sweet. And of course, if you leave a little baby boy without his diapers on for too long, you will get pee in your face. And that did happen to me a couple of times. And I recognized quickly to quickly cover him up when we were in between diapers because... As soon as the wet diaper is gone, he's like, oh, great, liberty, pee, let's go. (laughs) But Savannah adored him. She would include him in all of her games in some funny way. And I could see that she was really impatient for him to grow bigger so she could do things with him. And she would run over to him in the middle of games and just plant this fierce, brief kiss on the top of his head. He always startled, but he never cried. He just loved being around her. She also loved to lie very close to him and stare into his eyes, even though I explained to her that he probably couldn't focus on her at that close proximity, which she didn't mind. I have a lot of pictures of them spooning together. So cute. In July, I took the two of them on an airplane for the first time together all by myself. Dave was going to join us later, but I insisted that I wanted to go and join my family for as long as I possibly could. So Dave helped me get them all the way to the gate, because in those days that was still possible. And then I was on my own. Luckily, Mom had treated us to business class seats, so Savannah's seat was huge for her, and it afforded her plenty of room for her to easily sleep in. And Dakota was in his car seat at our feet in the bulkhead, and he could sleep there. About an hour into the flight, after we had eaten dinner, both of them fell asleep. I ate my dinner, but I braced myself for a long evening of fitful sleeplessness, Not so. They just kept sleeping. And the stewardesses would walk past me looking a little suspicious, like, what did you do to them? I was like, I I didn't do anything. I don't know. They just, it's amazing. It's a miracle. They both slept through almost the entire flight, woke up maybe 45 minutes before we landed. It was incredible. I watched a movie. I hung out. It was awesome. And Italy, as I might have said before, is a great place to bring babies. I couldn't do as many things as I wanted, as I might have wanted. I couldn't go swimming as often as I wanted and such like that. But there were always eager hands outstretched to take the baby for me. And that was delightful. So there were friends and there was staff members at the house who were like, oh, please, I'll hold him. I'll hold him. And they had their own recommendations for how to take care of this baby, what would be best for him. And they were like, he's so big, maybe he should have some cereal. And I was like, well, he's only two months old. That, I don't know if that's allowed. But they were like, oh, sure, sure. You know, our babies have cereal all the time when they're little, little. And so we started giving him some, a little bit of rice cereal in his milk. And boy, he slept like a baby. 
<laughs> after that. It was incredible. He just was so content and happy. Unfortunately, during that trip to Italy, Dakota got what would be his first bout of bronchitis out of a number of times that he would get it in the next year. And so he got terribly sick and we had to take him to an Italian doctor. Now, the Italian doctors are funny because if you have an oral illness, something that is associated with your mouth or your lungs or you know your ears or your eyes, they propose to cure it via suppositories. So any oral illness is cured through your butthole and anything that has to do with your lower parts, your digestive system or your anus is cured through an oral medicine. So that's an interesting philosophy. But in any case, they gave me little baby suppositories with medicine in them for me to administer to Dakota. And that was a very funny experience because he's only two months old. And I took off the diaper and popped this little thing into his little butthole. And his eyes got wide. And then he immediately bore down and grunted and pushed that thing right back out. <laughs> and I was like, wait, no. And so I pushed it back in and he did the very same thing. He was like, I have to poop. And he immediately pushed it back out. And I was getting very frustrated. I was like, no, this is medicine. It needs to stay in there. And <laughs> it was so funny. And finally, I told the doctor, I'm like, this is not going to work for him. Nope, it's not. It's ridiculous. It can't stay in there long enough to be any use at all. So that was very funny. It was an interesting trip. It was great to be with my family. Different members of my family came and went. And Dave eventually got there and spent about a week with us during that time. But I was used to things being in a certain way. Like, for instance, nobody started eating dinner until everybody was at the table, usually. That had been the way it had been all the years of my going from when I was a child through when I was a young adult. And yet, this one night, I do remember I was having trouble getting Dakota together because he was so sick. And so David had taken Savannah to dinner. And by the time I got there, which was only like 10 minutes later than dinner should have started, everybody was eating. And I was so insulted. Like, okay, I'm all by myself trying to figure this out, this poor sick baby. And you guys didn't even wait for dinner for me? Wow. So there were many things that were going to change for better and maybe even a little bit for worse sometimes. And I was just going to have to figure it out as a mom of two and how the rules were going to change and how the customs were going to change. And it was a long adventure ahead. And I hope I'll get to share more of it with you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.